Hello and welcome to the debrief for the 12th of August 2021 after outing to Vederbleck 1, 5-3 in aggregate, a scoreline we're beginning to like in Europe this season. Uh, Martin, a uh, proverbial game of two halves tonight. Absolutely was, wasn't it? Um, you know, I don't think, you know, going in at half time, I was no panic. I wasn't panicked, I was still quite confident, but Stephen Glass is really winning winning me round with this this tactical switches he likes to make. What a what a man, what a manager. He gambled basically, didn't he? Because in that first half, I mean he set up as he had done in the second half in Iceland with the three at the back and the two wing backs, the two young wing backs. And we were caught between two stools. We were caught between containing, which is what the tactic was set up to do, but we were still getting caught behind our wing backs and basically still being caused the same sort of problems as we were later in the evening. And I think had it gone on for the whole game like that, I'd, I think we could have been heading towards maybe a, a one or defeat because we did create a really good chance with Ryan Hedges, but we certainly didn't. We weren't creating the, the volume of chances we did in the second half. So, so he gambles. I think he gambles on the fact that we have better players. He gambles on the fact that he saw how Brother Black had tired in the second half of the game last week. And again, they'd had the same sort of schedule playing Monday night. And he he obviously gambled on the players he brought on making an impression. And they both did. They both really did. Because there were some less than impressive performances in that first half. But both Ojo and McLennan came on and, and made real contributions. And um, it's what you want uh, your substitutes to do. It's probably, <laughs> this is probably like the laziest, most cliched thing to say. But when you've got guys that start the game on the bench, you you hope that they aren't happy. Uh, you hope that they'll want to come on and they'll want to impress when they get a chance to come on. You don't see two changes at four, after 45 minutes. You certainly don't see three changes after four, 45 minutes a hell of a lot of times. Um, so for, make the two changes as well. Two positive changes. Gallagher in the first half, you know, some of that, some of his touches, some of that distribution um, left a but lot. But he was, a, vic- he's a, victim of, he was a victim of the change in the system, though, wasn't yes. he? I mean, it was a, it, it's a straight choice between Gallagher or Considine. And I think... Yes. All the available evidence points to the fact that Stephen Glass is going to pick Considine and McCrory over a double pairing that includes Gallagher. Now, there are aspects of this. I'm not entirely sure how much of a Stephen Glass signing Declan Gallagher is. I suspect the, the, a lot of the movement on that would probably have been done before Stephen was even in the building. Yeah. Um, I also, I am not convinced that Stephen, uh, that not Stephen Gallagher, Declan Gallagher brings too much different to the table that Andy Considine does. He he is a very good penalty box defender. He's a very good man-to-man defender. Maybe when we go to Parkhead, maybe when we go to Ibrox, and maybe you'll, you'll see a back five again, and those kind of skills will be brought. But when it comes to the system he wants to play, he's going to bring much the same sort of flaws and much the same sort of uh, downsides and upsides to his game as Andy Considine does, to be honest. Whereas Considine obviously has that experience of pretty much always in his career playing at a higher, higher level than Declan Gallagher. And you, you kind of need that when you've got a couple of other young fullbacks and uh, McCrory learning alongside him. As I've said the last couple of weeks, I really think that individual errors at the back aren't helping, but they, they're going to be exposed by the system. Uh, and it's, it's about how, how far we put that dial towards attacking and how far we put it towards defending. And I think also with McCrory, yes, I've expressed doubts about whether he is a centre-half, but if we're looking to get a centre-half who's really comfortable on the ball, 
we're not going to be able to go up, go out and buy somebody who's ready-made, that's got everything we want in the centre-half. We are probably going to have to take our chances with somebody like McCrory, give him the experience there, let him see how he handles it, let him grow into that position and with all the sort of um, teething problems that that will bring. So, so I think that... Uh, I think it will be more often than not a back four, and I think more often than not it will be Considine McCrory, for good or bad. I, I've seen it elsewhere tonight, and I, I can only emphasise it's not a night for it, but I think we will probably take a couple of hindings this season based on how open <laughs> we are. Perhaps more of a worry is if we don't start taking the sort of if we don't start taking the sort of chances we created tonight. Next round, we're not going to get the same volume of chances. We have to be more clinical. There were some. It was a tremendous finish from Ryan Hedges for the second goal. Magnificent stuff. I think it's very optimistic of certain individuals in the club to suggest it was a brilliant touch from Ramirez to set him up because he's definitely trying to take that down for himself. That miss in the first half, Jesus. And then you've got Ramirez's miss a few minutes after that. Then towards the second half, Hedges again straight at the keeper. And uh, I think Ojo didn't quite manage yet again to, to get on the score sheet. So... Come, come the next round, being clinical is absolutely key to any chance that we have. It is, yeah. You just kind of, you just hope that that'll, that'll come with game time. Um, I think that the more games they play, you know, no, particularly we you know the old winning mentality. When you're, you know, we're winning games, putting teams away. You know, if we can keep creating chances against, you know, against so-called lesser teams, and you no, know, when we're playing in the leagues or the, you know, the league cup, for example. Then you know you just you just don't hope that it'll come off and it'll click. I mean, I thought in the first half, Hedges Hedges looked like a shadow of the player he was last season. Um, and going when I got home, I sort of went through the tight timeline on Twitter, um, and I think a lot of people would have, would have agreed with that as well. There was a lot there was a lot of anti Ryan Hedges stuff, and then quite rightly was um, was was withdrawn in, in the second half. Uh, because he, you know, he, I thought he was really good in the second half. You know, he did miss a couple of chances, like you say, the one I think it was the one Ramirez where he just has to lift it over the keeper. Um, you no, know, the keeper's gambled and he's went down really early, um, and you just you're just looking for just a, a slight lift. I think it was you no know, that one, but yeah, you're right. We need, we do need to start being clinical. I mean, you say you say no, we're going to take a couple of houndings this season. We probably no, we probably are. We're going to be in. Um, we're probably going to be in a game that will end up five four. To, to either to us or against us, there's going to be one of these types of games. By that token, as well, the way we're creating chances, as well, you you could you could honestly see us absolutely smashing somebody this season, as well. Um, you know, like we've like we you know we've done in the past when we've played you no know, no positive attacking football. Um, but you know, yeah, these chances need to be these need to be taken. But um, I'm I'm you no know, I'm I'm on the crest. Of, I'm riding the crest of the wave here. I'm really positive. I'm so happy. I'm almost unwilling to be critical. <laughs> it was. He, he just he just he just gambled at half time and you know, fair play because it could have gone wrong, but we have to realise that the the, the opposition was relatively limited tonight. I, of course they deserved respect having the team that they put out and you know, they played some nice patterns as well and, and certainly caused us problems going forward. Um, but yeah, we, we're indebted to the impact of those substitutions because you, you can talk about the shape, but the guys that come on have to um have to provide that impetus as well. And I thought they both did that. Um, you know, Ojo's run for the first, obviously, is very direct and it's very good and it's what we were lacking for most of that first half. It's obviously some very, very gentle defending. You know, McLennan blocks his copybook somewhat by 
Benelux score when clean to win a one-on-one. And um, it, it could have been a lot more comfortable on the scoreline than it ended up being. But um, that's not to say it didn't get nervous at some point, because certainly when Berbuck equalised and they had a really, really good chance to make it 2-1 on the night after Considine. Well, Considine did play Ferguson into trouble, but Ferguson equally was fucking dozing as well. So um, mercifully, Joe Lewis bailed us out there and then they ballooned the second effort over the top. Yeah, there was just that spell. And again, we scored at a good time, didn't we? The, the hedge of second, it just, from that point on, everything was uh, a lot more comfortable. Aye, it just took the it just took the air out of the game, really. Um, but, I mean, I, I mean, I've said before, you know, that the, the standard you know, the standard that we're at, it's very unlikely that we're going to, particularly playing in Europe as well, it's very unlikely that we're going to come across a team that we're just going to completely dominate for 90 minutes. You know, teams are going to come into the games, you know, when they scored, yeah, they, they were in the game, they were having some joy um, down our down our left, in this, particularly within the second half, you know, I thought that you know, Jack McKenzie could have been doing with a little more help, because they did seem to be trying to kind of double up on him a little bit. Well, I think we do, we managed to defend it relatively well, you know, their finishing really did leave a lot to be desired as well, you know, they could have probably put us under a bit more pressure, um, had they been even a touch more clinical. No, the, the really good chance they had that like you mentioned there, you know, sticking that over the bar, that was really that was really sort of like their last gasp in the game. And then once we got you know, the second, um no, the game was that was that was it and it was just about it was really about seeing out the game after that. Um uh, but I was no, I was I was impressed. No, I mean, um I thought McCrory was you mentioned McCrory earlier on. Um, yeah. I thought McCrory was really excellent tonight. Um, and we've been and we've and we've criticized him because you know Rightly, you've said before. You know, is is he a? You no, know, he's probably not good enough to be first choice. You know, is he good enough to be first choice in midfield? Is he good, good enough to be a first choice defender? He was good enough tonight. I thought he was really, really good. I mean, I would, I could argue, you could probably make him your man of the match. Um, yeah, I, and you know, that's why I said on the feed as well, the Twitter feed earlier this evening. And I have said that about McCurry, and I stand by it. But I'm now at the point where I, where I know that I know what we're looking for. Yeah from a centre-half, and I know that we are not going to be able to go out and buy somebody with those qualities, because they're heavily in-demand qualities. You know, maybe it is time just to see what we can do playing them there for a sustained period of time, seeing how we can coach them, and seeing how we can make them better. Um, Tonight was encouraging. You know, let's cross our fingers and hope that uh, it continues to be that way this season, that it does feel... There's a degree of flying by the seat of our pants this season, which is obviously quite exciting given the predictability, I suppose you would say, over the last couple of years. We're having some ups. We might have some downs. Tonight was tonight was an up eventually, but European nights. And obviously, again, 15,000 in, much, much more like normal, I suppose. It just, it, it, it was a good night. It really was. No, it was no, that's what you want to see. You want to see, see a stadium busy. Uh, you want to see it rocking like it was. Uh, it was no good football, no some good goals. Um, that's what we, no, that's that's what we kind of we pay our money for and we come along for. We want to support the team and want to support a team that's playing no good, attractive football, which we were, which we did do in the second half. I know a, a good, memorable European night. Um, it's, so hopefully, it's the start of an, an upward trajectory um, for the rest of the season. Anyway, that is us. Uh, that's our debrief for Aberdeen 2, Red or Black 1. You will never have to hear me mispronounce them again after the full <laughs> show on Monday. Um, before that comes out, we, we're going to have um, this sort of 
debrief on Karabakh. And um, we won't be getting a Celtic fan on to do our uh, little um, introduction into them. You can rest assured of that. So, <laughs> until then, come on you Reds, as we march on to the playoff round for the first time. And um, here's hoping for a tremendous night, but ordering in two weeks' time. Thanks for listening.